Welcome to the Nick and Sanji podcast, where we share our tips and tricks on how to start and grow a YouTube channel as Nick and I go on that journey ourselves. Yep, indeed. So welcome back, Nick, to episode four. Welcome back. We made it to episode four. I'm impressed. It's we good. <laughs> we are on our way to episode 10, yep. top 1%. Yep. I keep changing the stats. I think it's episode 10, but <laughs> it's something along those lines. I feel like even the fact we started a podcast is it's a lot more than a lot of people do. So That's right. It's good. That's right. And at the time, at this time, we've only published one episode, so we do yeah, need to get that's true. But then we also got to do, I'm really keen to, actually, this is interesting how we just get into this, but I am keen to talk to you about how we do those snippets and we put the snippets on oh, yes. Instagram, yes, on yes, the yes. YouTube. I've been thinking about the same thing, actually. Good, good. There yep. we go. Yep. So today we're talking about must-have gear to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to go through the various things that uh, you can start with. We'll talk a bit about dollars, what we've used, and maybe we'll touch on what we're thinking of upgrading to in the future. Mm. Might even be a thing. Yep. But definitely the focus is on what you need to start with. Yep. So with that being said, Nick, why don't you kick us off? So, um, yeah, I was thinking the first thing we could talk about is about like the different types of niches on YouTube and how they kind of have different focuses and um, therefore different production quality. Mm -hmm. So I think for me who I, I do more tech related videos and videography stuff and I watch a lot of videographers and tech YouTubers and one thing I always look for is high production quality. Mm -hmm. um, is it the same? Like do you look for high production quality more? I mean in finance, finance, you're moving more out of the finance now but when you're in finance, was that a big thing that you paid attention to? Is that like a... Hmm. Oh, this is a good question. In the, I watched a few people who did. No, not not as much because if you look mm. at Graham Stephan's stuff, mm. his is very simple. Yep. Uh, yep. So in terms of inspiration to start a YouTube channel, it's probably a cross between Graham Stephan and Peter McKinnon and the Maddies. Yep. But I realized realistically what I could start off with is more the Graham Stephan, which was, it was above the kind of it looks half decent mm. yeah so that was me but then i also always think of like the casey neistat yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like he doesn't put any effort into the actual yeah like production quality but that's the a great point that's a great point it's phenomenal that's a great point so that's kind of the thing i think like when i first started out i think i was um thinking oh i need the best gear i need really great cameras really great mics but i think as we've both found and learned in our time on YouTube, it's a lot to do with the storytelling. Yeah. And so I, I reckon, like, it does depend a bit on the niche you're in. Um, like I said, if you're in a niche that is um, related to videos and production quality, then you want to have better quality gear. But if it's not so much related to that, then you can get away with lower quality gear. Yeah, so when, I think when you're just first starting out, you can really use whatever gear you've got. I think like for me, when I first started, I didn't want to spend too much money. Like I didn't want to invest too much money because um, I still wasn't quite sure if YouTube was for me, if I wanted to invest a lot of time and effort and money into it. So I started out with um, my Canon 200D, mm -hmm. which I think it was maybe a $400 DSLR at the time. Mm -hmm. might have been a little bit more than that. But it was a pretty basic camera. Um, and honestly, I don't know if you've seen the new iPhone camera quality, but mm -hmm. it's like it's it's amazing the iphone 14 yeah it's like comparable to some like cinema cameras oh wow okay so okay. um you could easily start off with 
like an iPhone, I reckon, these days, yeah. like easily, even if you're in a higher production quality niche. Um, what was your starting at gear? Like, what did you start out with? Yes. So I was on a different end mm. to you is what I would say, because you were already sort of doing pictures, right? You were taking photographs. Yeah, but yeah. So I had, at the time I had the iPhone, but then I started with like, as in my only camera technology was my iPhone. Yep. But what I actually bought was a Canon 80D, right. which again, I think at the time was what Casey Neistat said he <laughs> is. I was like, if Casey uses it, I will too. But it was, it was not cheap though. I think it was like, it was either 1,500 or 2,000. Okay. Um, and I, I bought the camera while I was in Perth with the, and it stayed in the box all the way until I flew to Melbourne and it stayed in the box for at least a good month while I was in Melbourne. Yeah. I think I knew I was going to start a YouTube channel. So I just knew I needed a camera, yep. but I didn't use it for a while. Yep. I started with the ADD. I had a 50 nifty 50 oh, yep. lens. Yep. That was a terrible decision <laughs> because I didn't know. It's so the, close. The yeah, cropped, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was all over the shop. So I had to get something from Gumtree from a guy and then yeah, anyway. Yep. But yeah, that was that was what I started with. Okay, interesting. So that was my camera. Um, but in terms of my microphones, what I started with was a simple Rode, like an $80 microphone. It was like a very simple $80 microphone. Then I got the Lavelle mic mm -hmm. uh, or a lapel mic. I'm not even sure how to pronounce that one for a lot of the cooking videos. Oh, yeah, okay. And then I eventually got to this road directional mic yep. which you actually recommended yep and and that's what i'm now using that's probably going to be my setup okay oh but the camera has also changed yeah. <laughs> i should mention the camera <laughs> got the canon a7c yep. which would cost money <laughs> and, a, and a lens which also cost money yep. altogether about four thousand yeah, dollars right. let's move on to your stuff <laughs> Well, yeah, I, like I said, I think I started with the Canon 200D. I think I just started with the on-camera mic. Yep. So it was pretty, pretty trash quality. And then I think within maybe a month, I upgraded to the Rode video mic as well. And it was a big improvement over the um, the on-camera mic. Um, and I think, yeah, we made the, we've made the point that the audio quality is really important because I think mm. people... Yeah, you know, the common saying is people will put up with poor quality video to a degree, but they mm. won't put up with poor quality audio because mm. if they can't hear what you're, <laughs> what you're trying to communicate, then um, what's the point? So, um, yeah, that's the, I used the Rode Video Mac Pro for probably two years, my first two years in YouTube. And then more recently, I've started using this podcasting mic for pretty much all my videos. Um, and the reason why it took me so long to move to this is because I didn't want a mic that was in shot. Um, but I decided the audio quality, like like I just said, audio quality is probably more important than what you can see. So I just decided to to start using this, and it's been really good. Um, but again, I think even like an iPhone, the iPhone mic is really good. I actually did a video um, that I just published yesterday, comparing different types of mics that might be good for you, for new YouTubers. And I tested out just with my iPhone 11, holding it up uh, near my mouth, recording the audio, and it was really like decent quality audio yeah so i think again like you can start off with um with really quite simple gear with what you've got um and then just get a feel for youtube 
and see if it is for you. And then if it is for you, then you can start to invest more money hmm. into better quality gear. That's kind of my philosophy. Um, yeah, how about you? Yeah, I, I think the, the classic minimalist one is use your iPhone and it, so use your phone camera mm. and mic. Mm. But if you can go one step up would be just throw in an external mic yep. and then you're fine. Yep. Phone for your video, external mic uh, as, as it's what a lot of these TikTokers use. I mm. think is, you know, when they, you see them standing with their thing, that yeah. that's actually exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, 100%. And it works because it if it's a vertical format and it's only 30 seconds, it doesn't really matter if it's not totally. amazing. Totally. And that was the other thing I was going to talk about actually was um, vertical videos. Mm. Again, um, like lower quality almost seems to do better in vertical videos. I'm not, I don't quite fully understand why that is, but um, I think even Peter McKenna did a comparison where he produced the same video essentially it was making something with coffee um he did one really high production quality really expensive cameras slick editing and then he did another one on the same product and it was just him holding a phone recording mm -hmm. and just talking through it and he posted them both and the one that was recorded on the phone got more views mm. so it's kind of like he, I think he was sort of saying maybe it's the fact that it feels more real. It's, mm -hmm. you know, people can connect with it more. It's, it feels less like a, a, a product ad and feels like more, you know, something that they could have done or yeah. um, something a bit more relatable. So I think, again, it sort of goes back a bit to the niche that you're in. Like if you're like, maybe if you're making purely vertical videos or if you're more heavily creating vertical videos for Instagram or um, TikTok, then maybe, yeah, like a phone is the ideal. Whereas if you're making like, you know, high production quality YouTube videos, then you do need a more expensive camera. But moving on to editing software, mm -hmm. um, what did you start out with? So I started out with Premiere Pro yeah. because again, when I was watching a lot of content on YouTube, mm. I saw everyone was using Premiere Pro and there seemed to be a lot of tutorials on Premiere Pro. Yep. But what I should have done is watched a Graham Stephan like course on how to get started on YouTube. And I think he just said, just use Final Cut. Like, <laughs> really? Just use Final Cut. Don't be complicated. But it was all the Peter McKinnons and Maddies that were using Premiere Pro yeah, that got yeah. me onto it. But I started with Premiere Pro. And admittedly, Premiere Pro is actually... Uh, no, no, never mind. I was going to say it might be cheaper to start with, but it's not. It <laughs> looks like it is cheaper because of the monthly charge. Yeah. But you do end up paying for it over a while. Yeah. So I started with Premiere Pro, then quickly cut across within maybe a year to mm. Final Cut. Yep. And I've stayed on Final Cut, but yep. I've also now moved on to using an external editor. So I don't do as much editing myself. Yep. And do you think, like, if you're just studying at YouTube, you need to go straight to something like Final Cut? Do you think you could start with something more basic? Or do you think it's better to start on, you know, a more advanced software like Final Cut or i think i think actually it does also depend on probably the niche mm. or what you're doing so i a lot of my videos initially were cooking yep. where i think all i needed to know was how to cut yep. how to maybe have multiple like how to have um like a shot in a shot kind of thing yep. like screen in screen yep and also how to have music. Yeah, right. So for that, I don't think I needed Final Cut Pro. Okay. Then 
down the track when I started to do more of the personal finance stuff when I have to get like text and graphs on screen again that you can do that simply mm. but I found my editor uses uh, Premiere Pro mm. and that seemed to be it seemed to work well for him yep. but in terms of Final Cut when I do the odd video here and there I think Final Cut still does a very reasonable job so I yeah. I don't, but I think the question you're really asking me is some of the more even simpler platforms, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like iMovie or something like that. Well, yeah, I haven't used them, but I, I suspect you probably could because they just do the simple job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. It's kind of like goes back to which niche you're in hmm. um, and uh, and the level of editing that you want to go to and probably even like your, maybe your prior experience with editing because I think if you jump straight, especially if you jump straight into Premiere, Mm. Um, it's very overwhelming there's a lot to think about whereas if you start with something really simple like um, iMovie it's all very basic you don't have to think too much there's not too many tools to overwhelm you so it's a good sort of place to just get a feel for what editing's like um, and then from there again it's to me it's kind of like just figuring out um, if this is something you know you enjoy because I think yeah, it's easy to sort of think, oh, I'm going to start each channel and make a thousand videos. But it's like um, once you get into it, yeah. then you get a real feel for what it's actually like. And so if you can start basic and then progress from there, I think that's always kind of the way to go. Um, but for me, I think I started with Premiere as well because I had prior editing experience mm -hmm. with Premiere. I remember when I was a teenager, I used to use Windows Movie Maker back in the day to make okay. some stop motion stuff. Oh, yeah. But, um, but yeah. I started with Premiere and then uh, you recommended Final Cut to me um, and I thought I'd give it a go just with the free trial and yeah, it's been great. So I've fully converted to Premiere and even when I was working last year as a content as a content creator, um, I was recommending to the entire team because we were using Premiere. I was recommending to the entire team, we need to move to Final Cut. It's so much better. <laughs> so I became known as the, the Final Cut evangelist. Um, but yeah, it's great. So that's editing software. What about a computer? Yeah, I noted down the computer because I was wondering, do you need like a full desktop? Do you, can you do it on a laptop? Mm. Can you do it on an iPad mm. or can you do it entirely on the phone yeah, yeah. as well? Cause yep. you hear stories about everyone yep. in between. So yep. I started on a desktop iMac. I, don't, I definitely didn't have to. But I started on that and I now still use that. I've done the odd bit on this this MacBook Air that we're looking at now. Mm. And I don't think I've done 4K with this yet though. So I'm not sure if it can actually handle 4K, but it okay. can definitely handle 1080p content. Yep. And it was fine with that. But I am, I think I'm now at the point where because I've got a lot of like other um I've got a lot of, but because I've got a lot of screenshots and graphs and images to throw up, I think it would be tricky for me to do it on an iPad. Yep. But if I was Casey Neistat doing that style where it's cuts and music. I see so. I definitely think, we, you know, anyone could do that on an iPad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the trick would be though, how do you get your footage from your camera into an iPad I'm sure that's actually possible. I'm mm. sure that's quite easy. But mm. that would be probably the issue is how do you get it all uploaded into the one place? Mm. 
and then do all your editing on the iPad. Because also I think if you use an iPad, you're less tempted to make it complicated. Yep. You'd just be like, cut this, right, done. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, that's Joining true. Do you want to transition? No, just <laughs> move on. <laughs> that's hilarious. But I think that's a good point. It's kind of like, to me, it's also about um, what's going to be easiest for you. You know, like if you're fam- if you're most comfortable making videos on a phone, then that's what you should go with, I reckon. Like, yeah. Whereas if it's really foreign to you to start editing on a laptop, it's kind of like um, the idea of just reducing friction to yes. to the goal you want to achieve. Yes. <clears throat> like if it's going to be a lot of friction for you to, to learn and editing software on a laptop, um, but you're familiar with you know editing on a phone or even vice versa, like if you're more familiar with stuff on a laptop, you should just go with the one that's easier because mm-hmm. then you'll be able to actually create more. You know what I mean? Like, because I think if there's there's lots of friction and barriers to outputting content, then you just, you'll end up not outputting content because it's too too much hassle. Yeah. So, um, yeah, whatever's easiest for you. That's a really good point around minimizing friction because I do think when you start a YouTube channel, after you get over the fact that you're putting yourself out there or putting your content out there, and if you have a life outside of trying to start a YouTube channel, mm. that issue of... I just need to be able to hit record, get the job done, yep. and then publish it and then edit it very quickly, yep. publish it. Because actually, oh, we'll talk about it in a future episode, but I was going to ask you about, yeah, your publishing, your editing, um, how long it takes you to edit. Mm. And I know when I was using Premiere Pro, it took me about 10 hours to edit a video, yep. which I think is very long. Now on Final Cut, it's a bit shorter, yep. but I definitely do think if I was using an iPad, I would probably be editing within an hour just because I wouldn't mm. have the patience to sit with an iPad <laughs> yeah. for more than an hour. Yep. Interesting. Awesome. So that was our episode on the gear that you need to get started on YouTube. Check out our next episode, which will be on what our content creation process is like. So everything from the idea to editing to publishing it. So Nick, where can we find you on the internet space? I am on Instagram at Nick Kendall underscore. Also on Facebook these days. It's the same uh, handle at Nick Kendall underscore. And then on YouTube, just search up Nick Kendall. Nick Kendall, D-A-L-L. Yep. And there's one underscore under the double, after the double L. Yep. And then me, I'm on just Sanji Sen on YouTube. And I've also got a website, sanjisen.com. Nick, you've also got a website. I do. NickKendall.com.au. There you go. Oh, you're in your .au. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Catch you later.